Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and dungeon master, Kevin. Going around the table, Shane. That's me. I'm playing Alexander, aka my alias that I'm using in the and where we are right now. Uh, and my heart is on fire. <laughs> and Blake. Hey, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And John. Hey, 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 this is Ke- Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm John. I'm playing a Lunadas. <laughs> so, uh, the last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, uh, you guys formally formulated a plan to break into the Citadel in the basement of the tower to steal the uh, artifact of the Saviors, uh, the Amulet of Dominion. Um you made it to the inside the tower without really any detection uh, down the elevator and into the citadel Um, when you got into the hallway to detect um, the disintegration ward on the door you noticed there wasn't any magic on the door and the door wasn't locked when you got inside the citadel itself you found that the um, case over the Amulet of Dominion in the back of the uh, Citadel has uh, was a jar. Um, you opened it up and inside you found a note. The uh, letter read, Oh, you won Amulet of Dominion. Apologies, Kasich Stonefoot. Let's get out of here. Hold on. If we get out of here, they're probably already going to know. If they see the amulet's been stolen or someone tipped them off, we're going to be the fault people. I'd like to go into the research area on the right and see if we can find anything else. If we just leave the note there, then they'll know it was Cassock Stonefoot. Exactly. We're going to put it back. But uh, still, students down here, maybe not the best idea. Yeah, Juliet's going to explore the room to the right, but... So uh, you go to the uh, room to the right... And there's one large, uh, like, stone counter in the back of the room. You uh, also see uh, various uh, files and potions and uh, um, rotting implements and some things that you don't recognize, but you they you think they're probably magical and they're used for, for testing. You... Give me a perception check. Uh, nine. Oops. You nailed that performance roll. <laughs> I really did. Oh man. Um, so you don't you don't see anything in this room, um, like out of place or anything that looks odd. 
Definitely, if this is a not non-magical place, I'm going to test it with Prestidigitation and then cast Detect Magic if that works. Um, both those work. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'm going to sweep across the room to see if I can find anything magical. Um, yeah, you th- find things magical in this room. The potions are magical. The testing equipment's magical. Any floors or ceilings or walls? or? Uh, no. All right. I say we just get out of here. Someone's already taken it. We might as well get out of here and try to figure out who this classic idiot is. Should have known it would never be this easy. Um, right. All right. Well, we'll try and leave and hope for the best. So uh, making sure to leave the case slightly ajar, as well as that second door slightly ajar. We're going to exit to the elevator carefully down the uh, hall, though. Uh, are you leaving the note inside the case? No, you know what? We're going to take it. Why? Because we might need the handwriting. Uh, I don't I don't think we need the note. All right, if you're sure. I'm going to trust you on this one. Um, one thing I'm- that I would suggest, too, is do you also want somebody else on this guy's trail? A good oh, yeah. <laughs> we could rip off the name. Rip off another name? I don't know if we can get. No, I mean like people. take just take the part of the note that has the name on it and leave the rest. I guess we could, sure. Or you could also leave the uh, forged amulet there as well. We could. Oh, why is there DM more do? <laughs> Damn, son. so devious. Exactly. I'm just saying, um, if if it was it was me and I knew who that I was I was looking for, I probably wouldn't want anybody else to to know that I'm looking or anybody else looking for them either. That's a good point. We should we should take the note and leave the forgery. Okay, yeah, we'll do that then. Hopefully, no, it this, makes this, that makes sense. Yeah, this uh, this session has definitely gone off the rails from what I had planned. Good. I know, right? It's great. All right. So you guys put the or the forged amulet in the case, close it back up, take the note, and go back to the elevator? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. You get on the elevator, and where are you going now? Uh, I say GTFO. That's just my opinion. Go back to the end, let the others know what happened. Yeah. As much as I want to steal a magical animal... Uh, and, and release all of these poor things that are being tested on. I don't think that that's a good idea right now. All right. Uh, that sounds that sounds pretty reasonable. So you're leaving the uh, the tower and you're on your way back to the inn. Yeah, if Juliet could, she'd be sweating bullets right now. She's going to look to Tali and be like, oh, God, it's all hitting me so fast. What are we to tell them? Tell them the truth and then figure out who the hell this guy is. It's all we really can do. But he... We only have a limited time here. He might not even be on the island anymore. We have no idea how long this has been. Well, it couldn't have been too long. I mean, they would have discovered it if it hadn't just happened. I suppose? <sighs> Give me a wisdom check. Who? All of us? Uh, no, just uh, Talia and um, Juliet. Yeah, we're excellent. <laughs> Never mind. That's a one and a six. Who would have guessed? <laughs> so, uh, 
in the streets at dark, is there a curfew or are there people walking around looking for trouble? Just want to make sure we can get back to the inn. It's pretty close, but... No, I mean, the this middle section of town, this hour, it's probably 2 a.m. There's really nobody out on the streets, but it's, it's you don't feel unsafe in this town. Even though, you know, okay. there, there's pretty low crime and you don't really see a lot of guards out on the streets because of that. There was pretty low crime. There's been two major heists since we got here, just saying. I mean, the first one was, the second one wasn't really a heist. Nothing was stolen by us. <laughs> I love the little caveat, by us. Well, you did kind of steal Stonefoot's note. So, there's that. That's a that's a major heist right there. <laughs> that that's that's valuable information. We stole. And that paper has to be worth at least like a copper piece. <laughs> now that you mention it. So are you just headed back to the inn at this point? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Are you going to try to sneak back in past the uh, the attendant, or at this point, are you just like fuck it? I mean, at this point, Juliet is just fuck it. Let's get to the room quick, but I don't know. Talia might have a different idea. I'll put my hood up just to, you know, be on the safe side. Are you trying to stealth through the uh, hallway? Uh, you know what? On second thought, screw it. I'm just going to walk through. And uh, before we go in, we should change clothes. Uh, see, that's why I brought you along. You got this good good eye for stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, yeah, uh... Talia's right, we are going to change clothes. Uh, where we're going to do that, I have no idea. Right there in the hallway. Stone column, don't mind. <laughs> well, let's take a look I... at the map. So, currently, you are down here, and then over here is where the inn is. Uh, you've got an, looks like an alley that runs back behind it that you could go to. Probably be quicker and safer just to go directly to the inn. Probably. Go to your room. I guess that would be... Uh, you might get mugged by some tough smoking cigarettes in the alleyway. I know, right? Give me your lunch money, kid. Oh, wait. Are you part of some thieves guild or something? Me? She's a contractor. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm just a contractor. Oh, okay. I see. Um, But no, I do I do think that, that we should change because me being seen in these robes would be a, a bad thing. That's right, since you aren't technically a student, and they would notice that. So yeah, let's change. There's um, in between these two places. There's like a diagonal-looking alleyway. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, sure. That big these... open space, or between three and two on the east side, there's a building on the corner, and then just past that, there's a little oh. diagonal cranny nook, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I I assume that I just put my robes on over whatever else I was wearing. So it shouldn't be more than duck in, pull the clo- cloak off, or pull the robes off, put my cloak back on, and go. Oh, okay. Uh, around here are some businesses. Um, it's late at night, but there are some, you know, people that sleep in uh, spaces of above these, like, you know, on the third or fourth floor of these businesses. So, uh, both of you give me a stealth check. It's going to be pretty low DC. Oh, let me just drop my spaghetti ahead of time. I mean, shouldn't you have spaghetti in your pockets at all point in life? I might have used the last of it, though. 
Oh, I still got, still got it. Five on stealth. So, uh, Talia's got a 19 and Juliet get a five. As you go into, uh, this alley between these, uh, buildings, Juliet is going to knock into a garbage can and disturb a sleeping stray cat, uh, that meows. And then you freeze for a moment, but you don't see any movement above you or anyone like lighting a candle for a light. Okay. Well, that's good. Got that roll out of the way. You say that, but the rolls never stop. I want to get off the Mr. Bones ride. So we'll say uh, you've changed out of your clothes, and uh, what are you doing now? Heading back to the inn? Yes. Uh, yep. Before you walk through the front doors, tell me odds or even. Odds. Yeah, odds. As you walk through the uh, front door, uh, you're going to see an intendant at the front desk. And uh, he's just going to nod to both of you and then uh, go back to uh, reading a book. Kill him. Take his money. Uh, This intimidating guy. Have we seen him before? Talia has seen him on the night shift because she's she's been in and out really late. But you probably haven't seen this uh, attendant before because you're usually not out this late. Gotcha. Okay. Well, if nothing else is impeding us, we'll head to the room. Okay. Yep. So you get on the elevator, you make it uh, up to your floors. Is everybody gathered in one room right now waiting for them to get back, or what are you guys doing? Biting our nails. I think furiously. Yeah, I think we're all in one room. So you're all in Shane's room where you were earlier plotting this heist. And Correct, Amundo. And that's when uh, Talia and uh, Juliet enter the room. I would like to make a perception check to see if they're, if I can see if they're holding the, uh, the artifact. All right, go ahead. Eight. Yeah, you don't have any idea. Even with the 10 passive? Nope. It's a necklace. It's not like, you know, it's oh, okay. a great I thought sword. it was larger than I thought. I mean, it's large uh, for a necklace, but it's not like, you know, a great sword. They would be poking out of somebody's, like, cloak or something like that. Makes sense. Hey, guys. Uh, did you get it? I just sigh and, like, take my cloak off and hang it up on a hook. I look at Julia. Okay, so don't be mad at us, but we don't have it. Good start. Okay, and why don't you have it? Well, as good as we are at thieving, it seemed that someone else had already stolen it. (sighs) That does not bode well. Not at all, but it doesn't seem like we got caught, so we still have this upper hand, sort of. Plus, the guy who uh, stole it left a nice note about who stole it. Hopefully he put his actual name and not just some silly random name. So we replaced the amulet that was missing with the fake one, so nobody will know. Maybe. Clever. Um, At least not for a while. So who has our amulet? Some asshole. I like how it's your amulet now. (laughs) The organization, on behalf of our mistress, yes. Shh. Who has our amulet? (laughs) Okay, do we have any way to, like, track him down on hand? Other than asking around to see if anybody knows who this Cassock Stonefoot. Sound it out, Talia. Sound it out. Very good, Talia. Hooked on phonics. 
Yeah, other than other than finding out who this guy is, like uh, like asking around, seeing if anybody knows him, I well, you have your connection with the thieves guild. Yeah, I can ask around there. And if that doesn't pan out, we might have to go back to Karn Lee and talk to our friends there. Oh no, that's I'm not going thinking. back there. Not without the amulet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bad idea. The second that we go back there without the amulet and she realizes that she spent all this money for nothing is the second that, uh, yeah, we don't walk out of that building. It's okay. probably off the island by now. Makes sense. Um, who We could probably go up to maybe uh, a hiring person in the Thieves Guild and try and put up a request. Hold on. We can't track the amulet. I remember that. Could we track this Kasich Stonefoot? I don't see why not. I mean, he's obviously a skilled thief of some sort, so... Do either of you, any of you have clairvoyance? We have that magic statue thing. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It answers simple questions, right? Yeah, so yep. which direction do we need to go to get to Kasich Stonefoot? Maybe that would be... I don't know if we need a direction so much as we need a distance. How many uses does I have a day? Like two? One. Just one. one. Okay, yeah, we could probably just get the direction first, so that way we know which way to go. And then probably uh, figure out distance at, uh, tomorrow. Because distance doesn't so. really help us. Yeah, because distance doesn't really help us figure out, like, where he is. It tells him whether or not it's on the island still. That's true. I'll leave it up to you. You are the one that has it. Hold on just a second. I'm looking up the uh, description of that uh, statue. A silver elven female figurine. Once a day, can give an answer to any simple question. Or at least that's what I've written down. Yep, that looks like uh, what it does. Yeah, it doesn't really give any parameters to the, to the type of question. As long as it's a simple one. So I think the question is, what should the question be? Yeah. Um, I'll go with Julia on uh, how far away it is. But what if it's uh, if that's not as the person's real name, then it won't really work. Well, we know he's going to be leaving the island soon, but we also know that the theft must have been very recent or they wouldn't have noticed it. Let's see if we can't catch up to him tonight, and then we'll worry about getting off the island if we have to tomorrow in which direction we head then so maybe just ask where is he or uh, let's assume he's on the island for right now and just go after him probably probably who is the person is the person that stole the amulet of dominion still on the island so is that your question uh i'm posing it to the group uh i'd say no let's just like maybe he's staying in in let's get him <laughs> we want the, a question that will lead us directly, as directly to him as possible. Yeah, but we can't really. So, what what question are you thinking about? Where is Kasich Stonefoot? Is that that might not be simple enough? Well, not just that, but like, what if it if that's not the person's real name, then it's gonna probably just use a another person who has the same name. It might be an alias, and at which point it's not gonna it's not gonna tie to him. Well, you know what you could do is you could ask it if it's his real name today. Yeah, but what if he's going to be leaving tonight? We only have like one question realistically before he leaves the island. Not necessarily. 
Well, See, here- if you want to transfer something that valuable, it wouldn't just take one night off and loop across to the other side. I'm sure there's guarantees, plans, things he has to execute prior to it. We have a group, which is why we can go and do all of this stuff all at once, but if he's working alone, he's going to have to be a lot more careful. Here's the other thing, too. So, if he is on the island, um, how does that help you find him? That helps us know that he hasn't left already. Well, he's probably leaving quickly if he is still on the island. I'm saying that we need to move fast if he is still on the island, to try and catch him while he's still on the island. Maybe just ask for a direction, then, no, we can't triangulate. I feel like a simple question would be, is the person who stole, or where is the person who stole the amulet? But it wouldn't give a place name. That The answer is too complex. A simple question, I, I would think, would be like, yes, no, like a one-word answer. But well, I could always find out how simple the question or the answer would be. Wait a minute. Hey, Kevin. Yes? For the item, would it, um, if the question that we asked uh, isn't simple enough, would it just, like, rebut it and we'd still have our question to ask? Or would it just, like, fizzle and then waste the usage? It would waste the usage because you've asked it a question that it can't answer simply. Okay. Yeah, we can't, like, 20 questions it. Well, you could, probably, over a course of 20 days. Sure. So, if we need a yes or no answer, then I think the most important thing is, is he still on the island? Because if he's not on the island, then we need to leave as soon as possible to find him. Yeah. I'll I'll go along with that. I'll buy that for a nickel. (laughs) So, is that the question you're asking? Is the person that stole the Amulet of Dominion still on this island? Yeah, that's the oddly specific question we'll be asking it then. So that's what you say? Yes. Okay, so um, you grasp the, uh, the statue, and uh, you ask the question to the statue, and the uh, obsidian sphere on top of it, these dark gray clouds inside of it start to like spin like as they were being blown by a strong storm and then those clouds form words across the top of the sphere that say the fates say no i think my magic eight ball's broken but uh it says no okay um so it's not on the island if we chase after the person now then that means we'll probably take the heat for stealing the object which would tie to the person so like how, how are we going about this i'd say give me a couple days to ask my contacts to see if they know who this person is and you guys work on getting kicked out of the magic school okay yeah that should be actually easy oh? maybe we shouldn't get kicked out quite yet because if he has some sort of non-detection or something to counter what we're trying to do this statue could just not give an accurate answer at all. He might still be here, or the amulet might still be here. Maybe he's hidden it somewhere. But and those are just you guesses. can spend some time in the library looking up spells to help us track this guy. Very, very true. Talia, I think you've got the strongest lead so far in terms of what who you can contact. We're all behind you if you need anything. So for now, I think we have to keep our appearances up. All right, but... We don't have too much time before we're paid up through here, and 
you've probably got about, I would say, five days to uh, a week. All right. That gives us some time, at least. So five days to a week to figure out who this person is, look up any necessary spells or whatever in your school, and you guys need to get kicked out. Because otherwise, if you just leave, it's going to look really bad. That is true. Uh, would it be easier just to tell them that we have, like, there's a family emergency and we need to go? Both of you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure she answered, she said our two families because I think they're mildly linked. No, you're you're a no. human, and he's a or and Juliet's a dragonborn. No, not like family ties, but like political friends affiliations. Yeah, friends or yeah, stuff like that. Um, I don't even think you're from the same city. Um, but Makes sense. If, if you wanna, if you wanna try to lie about that, you can. It's just gonna take a uh, deception check. Pass. No, wait. You're good at that. I actually am. It's one of the things I'm mildly good at. So, so what are we doing? I could probably try and uh, convince them that our families are in, uh, having a family crisis right now. We need to leave. But I have my reservations about that plan, but we'll stick with it. Okay. So we got how we're going to leave the island. Now uh, we need to figure out how we're going to figure out where this guy is. You mean besides just asking the my fellow thieves in the in the city to know if they, to see if they know who he is? Yeah, uh, we could probably put. Does the thieves guild have like a, like a board of inquiries or like a quest board or something that people can put up? Like a bulletin board at, at the you know the college uh, common room? Kinda. No, there's nothing like that inside that bar that Talia uh, had seen. Okay. I'd say thieves probably don't like to write a lot of stuff down. That's reasonable. Yeah, jobs boards are for MMOs, not for real thieves' guilds. They're not that careless. Mm. So it sounds like Talia is going to go to the thieves' guild. Um, do you want to do that tonight or in the morning? Probably be better to do it in the morning. Okay, so while she's doing that... Um, Juliet and Alexander, um, what are you planning to do at the school? Probably just keep on doing what we're doing until we get a lead from the uh, Thieves Guild. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, continuing our studies is is just going to happen. That's what we're going to do. But looking into stuff, we're definitely going to uh, use the hell out of that, make some contacts, read up on uh, stuff, and... I don't know if the teachers have any time they spend alone or talking to each other or whatever, but dropping in on something like that would be pretty relevant. All right. And John, um, what are you going to do? Ludogos can accompany uh, uh, Talia if she wants that, or he can try going around the island, see if maybe he can spot uh, signs or what have you of uh, that cult thing we're in. Red Talon cultists. Don't know if there might be any on this island. Oh, that would be funny if that guy was working for the same people. Irony. So what do you say, Talia? You want uh, some company to the uh, bar, or is uh, Alunadas going to spend some time wandering about the island? Some company would probably be nice. Oh. Are children even allowed in bars? It's a thieves' bar, so yes. <laughs> yeah, they're not really checking IDs on the way <laughs> into uh, this dive. They tried to give me whiskey. Oh. All right, so we're going to say that uh, you guys are going to settle in for the night and uh, get up and start executing plans the uh, next morning. 
Yep, um, I will. Uh, Alexander will be listening to Rocky for training montage hearts on fire on repeat while he sleeps and does his activities. Um, why don't you go ahead and as you lay down for the night and fall asleep, give me a wisdom save. <laughs> you uh, rolled a uh, four. Can you drop down into the secret channel? You lie down for the night and um, you close your eyes. You drift off to sleep and you have a pleasant dream about performing in front of a large audience. You're playing your magical silver flute and telling tales and everything is grand. The audience is hanging on every word, but something doesn't seem right. Then the dream changes and you don't seem yourself. It feels like you're looking through someone else's eyes. You are in a dimly lit cabin. You smell dirt and old wood in that poorly drafted fireplace. You also smell herbs and chemicals you can't place. You see a flash of silver and you can see a reflection in a dull silver mirror. It doesn't look like you. You are much shorter and have curly, short, cropped, dark hair. You're fascinated by it for a moment until you hear the cooing of a baby. You look down and see an infant girl in your arms. You don't know this child and have no idea why you would be holding her. At that moment, you look up and see a beautiful woman on the other side of a small wooden table beckoning you to come closer. There's something not right about the woman. She's beautiful, but at the same time ugly and crone-like. You don't know what to make of it. But as soon as you look at her, you are entranced. You love this woman with everything that you have. She says, Come, lay the child upon the table and claim your birthright. You do as she says and lay the child upon the rough wooden table. Are you ready to receive your gift, Bod? She asks. You nod not able to help yourself. You feel a dark, hungry, feral presence in the room as she raises a dagger above her head and plunges it into the child's heart. You wake in a cold sweat. You're panting and sweating um, from this terrible nightmare that you've just had. And I'm gonna need you to give me a charisma save. Sure. 23 with a 23 you're sitting there and you feel this thing in the back of your your mind whispering to you and it's like this this guttural and you can't make out what it's saying after a second or two of that you're able to shake it off and you think it just might be uh, something uh, from the dream Okay, could I try and roll an arcana check to see if uh, I can identify any sort of like magic or magical properties that could cause this? Either that or a history. Okay, I'll try and roll an arcana. 16. Um, with a 16, you don't really know. You, you think it may have something to do with maybe some sort of divination or possession or scrying or you can't really narrow it down you think it might be you know a bunch of different things but nothing that you could put your finger on okay uh i'm just 
I, I think I'm good. I'm gonna go and like check up on what sort of uh, what type of magic that is. Thanks. All right, and we're back. We're back. Welcome. It's the next morning. Um, oh my god! Just tell us, God. <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> so, how was your night? <laughs> Give me a perception uh, check, John. Some point in the night, you heard uh, some uh, a restless night coming, from Alexander, from that room. Some mumbling and some like like sleep talking. But uh, it's the next morning, and the knocks come at the door. It's the routine of the wake-up call and breakfast, and you've gotten all that taken care of. So, so what, what are we Tali doing? and I will head down to the inn, the bar, while you two head up to the tower. Yeah, I have nothing special in the morning routine. Sounds good, then. So we'll do uh, Tali and John first. So you guys... Uh, Walk on out uh, to the Greasy Fingers in the Industrial District. At this point, it's probably 9 o'clock in the morning. There isn't even anyone outside, like, looking out at this point. Uh, as you go in, uh, there doesn't appear to be, you know, really any... Well, there's, there's a couple of people, you know, maybe like three or four, but, you know, not packed like you've seen it before. Um, there's the, the barkeep inside who is uh, putting together orders for breakfast for the, the three or four people that are in here. And then the uh, the same dwarf that you saw at the uh, bottom of the stairs um, that was protecting uh, Kesh upstairs from uh, visitors during the day. Um, I go up to the dwarf and uh, say, um, is there any chance I can speak to the mistress? Uh, she's having a beauty sleep right now. About she what time does she usually wake up? Ah, uh, just depends on how hard of a night she's had before. I, she wasn't out too late last night, so probably at least about noon. Should I leave a message for her? Uh, yes, just let her know that uh, Talia would like to um, talk to her about some potential jobs and, uh, and whatnot, and uh, that I'll be hanging around the area, and I give him five gold. Aye, thank you. And then about that time, uh, you see Cash come out of the room, and it looks like uh, she's heading downstairs, and she sees you, and she's like, Oh, Talia, Talia, how are you, my girl? I'm good, yourself, mistress? Oh, I can't complain. Is there something um, that you need? Yes, I, uh, I had a lead on a potential job that, of course, I wanted to make sure that you were aware of, and, and that you knew might have um, some potential benefit to you. Uh, but I, I needed to figure out who this guy is. His name is, uh, Cassock Stonefoot. So, uh, you say Cassock Stonefoot, and she thinks for a second and says, uh, I don't believe I know that name. Is he a merchant in the city? I'm not sure. It was just some rabble, and I, I heard the name passed along. I figured I'd see if you knew who he was. I'll let you know if I learn anything. Okay, and what sort of job will you be pulling and what can I expect my cut to be? Well, hopefully, hopefully some kind of um, a uh, liberation of funds. And uh, I believe that the, the agreed amount was uh, 20%. Yes, yes. 
Um, so I'm not sure how lucrative. Like I said, it's it's kind of a an out there lead, but I haven't had a whole lot of uh, of luck um, finding a lot out here. So she says, uh, "Well, you could come back later tonight and ask around. Maybe you know someone has a lead on jobs. There's always a job here in the city if that's what you're looking for." Uh, probably. I just didn't want to step on any toes. Um, I, you know, because I'm not a full member of the of the guild. At this rate, you will be, my child. Well, thank you so much, mistress, and I'll let you know if something comes of it. She says, uh, yes, yes, and she uh, walks down past the, the dwarf and past you and goes up to the bar and uh, orders uh, a mimosa from the, the barkeep. She asks you, is there anything else? Not right now. Um, I'll, I'll be back later tonight. We'll be here, dear. So I, uh, I'm going to motion to uh, Alunidas that we should head out. Go then. All right. Uh, where are you headed? You're going back to the inn? No, I think um, we're going to go find uh, a breakfast place. Or not a breakfast place, but a lunch place. Um, and maybe do some light shopping. There's some stuff I wanted to pick up. Okay. So you oh. find a brunch place and have some eggs, Benny. And then we'll do a shopping montage. Uh, I just need to pick up um, some arcane supplies. Oh, yeah, arcane supplies, and um, also uh, see if there's any place where I can buy some poison. The poison you're probably not going to be able to find, like at a shop, because that would be kind of illegal in the city. That's probably something that you would need to ask around at the thieves guild. Of course. <laughs> and uh, as to the uh, arcane supplies, I mean, there's plenty of places uh in the city just depends on uh, what you're looking for um i need some leather uh some cured leather and some wool okay that would be uh probably uh, like a mercantile shop um that you could find anywhere in the city there's actually a uh, branch of mad cedric's discount goods and adventures emporium in the city where you think you could get it pretty cheaply We'll head there, and I will. I will pick up aforementioned supplies. Although it says fleece, not wool. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that they would, as outfitters, would have there. Oh, and the lead-based ink. Lead-based ink. Um, you might not be able to find that there. That might be like at a specialty shop. We'll say that uh, you find that at uh, the uh, calligraphy store that you were at earlier. All right, it needs to be worth. I, I kid you not, at least 10 gold pieces. 10 gold pieces for a lead basing. Okay. I'm just. It sounds like a ripoff, but, you know, I'm not going to make you get down into the minutia of, like, uh, getting spell components and. All that. Right. Just because that's not interesting radio. Right. So, yeah, so I will, I will uh, pick up those things. How much does it cost me? 10 gold for the lead base ink and then the leather you're going to be able to pick up for probably you know a gold piece and then the fleece is probably going to cost you the same alright so I have taken care of that um and then I guess we'll just wander around until like uh, evening time or we can go back to the inn while we're doing all of this, Alunidas will keep his eyes open for you know, red talent signs to see if there's any friends of the lady in the city. Give me perception check. So that's a 19 
um, you're not really seeing anything um, in the city. They're because these, you know, these sects are pretty secretive and they're divided into cells. So you think any communication that they would have, the way that it's divided up, uh, would be very limited. Obviously. That way, if one cell gets caught, they can't really rat out another one. Let's switch back to Juliet and Alexander. I'm here. You go back to the tower uh, for the day for uh, classroom instruction, and then you're going to be given um, about uh, three hours towards the end of the day um, to do research in the library again. Okay. I will spend my time looking up... uh divination techniques to either uh, verify our reading from the idol and to see if there's any connections to the dreams that I've been having. What idol? The statue? Yeah. Um, You don't find anything like that. You are finding uh, a bunch of different ways to communicate with someone uh, in their sleep. Um, through uh, divination and clairvoyance, but uh, you're not really finding any anything that fits because you know that would be like projections of images or someone trying to communicate to you in your sleep, and this really felt like a dream, but you were there, but not yourself. Okay, it's weird. It is very weird. I'm passing it off to Julia. Oh, okay, perfect. Julia has a lot to take in from that simple little note. But right now, there there are two priorities on Juliet's mind. Number one is going to be to study with Weston Widgesmith, because he sounds like a really nice guy who knows a lot of stuff might be able to help. On the second topic, which is Juliet is going to look around either in Corvid history or some sort of, uh, I don't know, birth certificate, something like that, to see if he can find, she can find any data on the Stonefoot family because I'm assuming it is a dwarf or something to have that kind of name and then to slap it onto a note. Probably has some sort of familial connection some sort of, who knows family, because dwarves like family. Okay, so... Assuming this guy's even a dwarf, but... So, give me a investigation check. A three. Uh, a three, yeah, that's a critical film, but, you know... Uh, there's no critical fails, but that was the one. Um, you are not really finding uh, anything that would connect uh, Stonefoot to anything. You're not really finding any information on uh, the Stonefoot clan. Clan, that's the word I was thinking of. Um, trying to think of. Is there something else you'd like to investigate? The note. I imagine it had some sort of specific style of handwriting. Is there any way I'd be able to research something like that? Um, give me an investigation check. A 16. By looking at this note, it seems by the, uh, the stroke, uh, that it is a, like a well-trained hand that can write really well. You also, um, can tell by the thick letters that uh, there was some strength behind pushing on this. You've seen that before with uh, dwarven writing. Okay, well, that's a start. So you think this was probably a dwarf who could uh, write really well? Yeah, but can he turn his tongue into a W? Mm. 
as long as he doesn't sign his uh, or her uh, name with little hearts and stuff, I guess it's okay. What's wrong with signing your name with little hearts? See, this is exactly what I mean. Uh, I'm just kidding around. Uh, speaking of kidding around, it's time to talk to a Weston Widgetsmith and actually help him out with his studies instead of just selfishly looking for mine. Assuming there's time. Sure. I mean, it probably took you like an hour or so. There's probably an hour or so left in the uh, in your classroom day, but there's nothing to say that you can't, you know, stick around the library. Oh, perfect. Okay. A lot of time left then. So are you going to go find Wesson? Yes, indeed. Hey, Yorish. How you doing? Hey, Wesson. Sorry I didn't get back to you last night, but uh, I have a bit more free time today. Oh, that's great. What are you looking up at the moment? Curious. I'm just reading a treatise on peace made between Luskin and Marlesh during the Great War. That sounds rather invigorating, actually. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Is there any specific part you're looking forward to, or is it just a general recollection of that era? I imagine it must be pretty exciting in terms of literary and <laughs> magical situations. He says, it's, it's half prose and half poetry and pretty detailed. And uh, he, like, holds up the, the book and, like, you can see how thick it is. It's probably, like, six inches thick. Nice. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to study a little bit with you, if that's all right. Ideas that need to be fleshed out about getting to the upper levels. Oh, that would be awesome. Follow me back here. And uh, he takes you uh, back to a corner in the back of the library where there's, like, a small table and two chairs. You think you've got a lot of prophecy back here? This this is perfect. So what have you learned? What's the plan? It's not complete, but I did manage to find a list, I committed it to memory, of all of the passwords for the upper library levels. What? No, we're, we're not supposed to be up there, so we still have to figure out a way to have an excuse to be there in the first place. But other than that, we've got free access to it. Huh. Well, I, I don't really know that the librarians would care one way or the other. I mean, we're just all students to them. I mean, the biggest obstacle was just getting up on that floor. Oh, well, if that's the case, then, well, maybe not today, but definitely within the week. Let's head up there. Get I'm some good stuff. I'm so excited. What, what, what do you want to study? Well, to be honest, uh, I'd like to see if they have any more spell books up there with uh, a few more advanced spells. I know I'm not ready, but I'd like to at least have the opportunity to have them available and learn a little ahead. Well, you know, that could be dangerous. That That's true, but we're already risking a lot going up there. I mean, they could just expel us if they found out. But yeah. maybe you're right. Uh, maybe we'll stick to some of the lower levels instead. Well, well, let's promise not to try to cast anything out of those books. Oh, yes, definitely. They'll find us way too easily. And it'll probably screw up. Yeah, I've never seen anything that powerful. I, I just want to see how it's it's written and laid out. You know, there's there's a logic to magic. It's beautiful. Isn't it? Oh, I wish I could daydream all day about it. So just let me know what you, what you want to do. All right, I'll let you know, say, tomorrow. I'll see if I can get things arranged properly so uh, our time schedules don't match some of the more persistent teachers. Great. Well, we'll probably be in the library again tomorrow, so just come find me after class. You got it. Um, do you want to ask him anything about uh, the Stonefoots, or do you want to wait on that, or just not Oh, ask? that's that's a good point. I'll ask him about 
if he knows anything about the Stonefoot family of dwarves. Huh, the Stonefoots. Well, it definitely sounds like a dwarvish name. Have you tried looking it up in the library? Yes, I tripped over a couple of books and couldn't find it. Huh, well, let me try. Sounds like a challenge. That it is. Widget's going to go over to uh, the card catalog and start flipping through some books, and he pulls out three or four cards that uh, he thinks are uh, good candidates, and you see him walk back through the stacks and pull out the books and take it back to a table that you were at in the uh, back. He starts flipping through uh, the first book and doesn't see anything, and then he gets to the second book and he starts uh, flipping through it, and he says, Ha ha! I knew I'd find it in this. This is dwarven lineages throughout the ages. Well, it wouldn't have all of them, but probably more of the more powerful clans. So it says here that the Stonefoot clan was actually married into the Ironstaff clan, which as we all know, was the clan of Ural Ironstaff who created the Amulet of Dominion. Wow, that is actually quite fascinating. I'm always into this stuff about uh, the whole ruin business. It's just like a magical dream. Maybe not back then, but uh, it certainly sounds romantic when you put it like that. You're always talking about ruin. You know, that's some evil bullshit right there. Oh, well, I mean, I know she's sealed away and stuff, but what if she was to come back? I think it's better if we were all prepared for it. Uh, Maybe it's a little ambitious, but... He makes a sign to ward off evil and says, uh, I don't like to talk about such evil things. It's, it's oh. depressing and sad. Sorry, then. Uh, Plus, most of that's kids' tales anyway. I hope so. I mean, we're, we're going to be wizards. We got to be above that kind of stuff. Spreading around rumors and kid stories. You are right, of course. So the Stonefoot's married into the Ironstaff clan. It seems like most of them are from the Black Step area. Black Step. Yeah, give me a um, uh, history check. Sure. A 14. So the Black Step area is where I'm pinging right here. Oh, okay. So it's just northeast of the Isle of Hensley. Yep. Big area. And it says, it seems like a lot of them still live there, but, you know, they're spread out all over the place. You know how people do. It looks like there's some in Sol Sunder. Uh, looks like there's some in Carnley. Uh, looks like there's some in Brown Meadow. Uh, I don't want to talk about that place. Uh. And then looks like uh, there's some in Corpeth. It's quite a large area. Surprising. And I suppose it doesn't say anything specific about the family. Uh, other than the info you've given me just looks like lineages. What's so interesting about Stonefoot anyway? Uh, you know, it's it's funny you should ask. Uh, a while ago I got a message from someone who claimed to be Stonefoot. But I never figured out who it was and they never sent me anything back. One of those weird, uh, what do they call them? Male right. buddies? Something like that? Where you write to one person and they write you back, you have no idea who they are. Oh, like a pen pal? Uh, yes, yes. Huh, what did the message say? Yeah, well, it said it was a, an admirer from afar, and I suppose there is much to admire, but it just seemed odd 
coming out of nowhere. Huh, well, maybe he just that didn't have the courage. I guess not. So, anyway, um, that's about all I'm seeing about the Stonefoot clan in here. I'm about ready to call it a day. How about you? I think I was thinking the exact same thing. Alrighty, well, I think I'm going to head back to my room. Maybe go get some dinner. Okay, I have to get back and, uh, I, I kind of fell asleep during part of the illusionary class today. Yeah, it was kind of boring. It's almost like it's all made up, you know? Well, somebody had to make it up at some point. <laughs> you imagine the fool that first found out that there was magic? Oh my goodness. Fire springing disaster. from your fingertip? That would be shocking. No, that's shocking, Rasp. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow at class and keep me in the loop about the upstairs. You got it. Have a good day. Bye, friend. See you later, friend. Just feels like we wouldn't be quite evil enough if we didn't find some way to sacrifice him to a demon or something. Well, I mean, Kevin did prod and nudge me to remind uh, that his cloaks happen to be the same as cloaks that Talia might need. So we may have to kill him for his cloaks at some point, but that's that's for another time. Could also frame him for murder or the theft of the uh, amulet. Something really Why evil. Not both? Well, we don't need to do that anymore. But maybe we could make a deal with a demon to find out how to get to the end of it. Dude, let's just let him on fire. You know, it's just the easy thing. All right, so it's the end of the day. I guess you're heading back to uh, end to discuss what you've learned. Unless Alexander wants yeah. to. Yeah, uh, I think I'm good. All right, so huddle up. But, um, but, but. Everybody take a knee. Take a knee. From who? <laughs> so we drew a blank. Um, Steve's guild yeah. hasn't heard anything about uh, Kasich. Yeah, I didn't find much either in the, my studies. You should have studied harder then. Got a friend in there who uh, helped me out with some of the research. Said that, uh, and I, I mean, maybe this is an assumption on my part, but the handwriting certainly looked dwarven. And my friend was able to find reference to a Stonefoot clan. They were absorbed in, if you will, to the Iron Clan staff. Is that correct, Kevin? If I wrote this down correctly, the Stonefoot clan, they got absorbed into the Iron Staff? Or was it the other way around? Not not so okay. much absorbed as in, you know, you could have, like, you know, the Montagues and the Capulets. And people in the family could get married to each other and they're on one side or the other. Not entirely, you know, just married exclusively but uh, between these clans. But it looks like... There's a long history of intermarriages uh, between the two clans. Okay, that makes sense. So yes, the Stonefoot clan related to the Iron Staff clan with the guy who made the Amulet of Dominion in the first place. Right, so from that we can maybe at least partially conclude that this Kazakh Stonefoot is taking the Amulet back for familial purposes. Maybe he thinks his family deserves it or... He's attempting to auction it off to them. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know the motivation of a lot of dwarves. But if he's gone anywhere, he's gone northeast of here, where all of the dwarves that were related to that whole artifact spiel was. Well, at least we have a direction. It's a stock up for some overland travel, I guess. Well, I mean, you you kind of know a general area, but you don't know like a city or any any place because you know as um wesson was reading through that he was saying that uh, the stonefoots were kind of spread out all over the area from soul sunder to 
Black Step and Brown Meadow and uh, Corpesh and Carnley. Because at this point, you you, you know who Stonefoot's family is, but you don't know who this guy is. Gotcha. Okay. You do know that he doesn't seem like rich enough or powerful enough or, you know, or a thief because Talia struck out on that end. You're like, like you, you could get this at any time. Clues are already there. So maybe go over the clues that you have. Uh, so let's, let's recap. He has the Amulet Dominion. I think that's, that's just a fact. Is that okay to assume? Someone does. <laughs> All right. So someone has it. We don't know who. We assume it's Kazakh Stonefoot, though, right? Yes. Okay. So we're pretty sure, at least I'm pretty sure, that he's a dwarf. Is that okay to assume? We have the a little bit of his handwriting, and then from the research... Just the that, name, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we know that's dwarf-ish. The statue, we asked, says he's not on the island, right? I, I, You guys found any leads or anything like that? No, right? Nope. Nope. Okay, so, so he's left the island. He is a dwarf with the amulet off the island. His family, clan, grounds, whatnot, are to the northeast in this mountainous area. How long he's been traveling, we have no clue. But if there's any chance he's gone anywhere, it's probably there. Is that a good assumption to make? Yes, but they're spread out over a quarter of this continent. Aha, that's true. So, what are we going to do about that? We have all this information that we just recapped. Are we going to leave the island to go chase him? Are we going to continue trying to figure something out? Are we going to simply let it pass by and hope it comes up for auction 3,000 years later? Uh, I would recommend chasing. I don't want to go back. Um, di- didn't uh, you say that that guy said that uh, they had some people in Carnley? Uh, yep. Uh, I mean, there's a convenient boat right on those docks over there that takes us to that place. That might be a good place to at least start. It's true. But when we return empty-handed, I don't know if I want to be on the receiving end of that conversation. Well, I mean, even if you get in that conversation, probably the most reliable source of information you're going to have at this point is Steph, since she was an archmage on the uh, the island. Gotcha, okay. Like, it's going to be uncomfortable, sure, but um, I don't see another another option. I mean, Steph might not have the information, but she's probably the only mage you can trust to be asking these questions. Because <laughs> you know the thieves... Sure as hell can't trust any mages on this island. Yeah, and I mean... pointedly at the two in the room, staring. Yeah, you can't trust them either. You know that Cassock uh, doesn't appear to be in the Thieves' Guild because Kesh doesn't know who that is. My guess is that it's somehow related to the family, and he took it back to the family home. Ancient family whatever yeah it was probably a family heirloom that they're trying to get back do we still have the book book that has all the information about the artifacts and the saviors i thought adel had it i'd say it's probably in the back of holding i go and snatch it out and give it to him so what does the book say about what's his name iron staff so the book says that uh the amulet dominion was created by the dwarven artificer and enchanter urel iron staff he was known as one of the greatest dwarven wizards that ever lived and was an archmage at the Arcane Academy located on the Isle of Insight. An enchanter and artificer of great power, but his love was uh, tinkering with machines and imbuing them with magic. The nations of Suel beat their armies against the unstoppable tide that was ruin 
They took heavy losses and you're all hatched a plan to create magical devices that when implanted into the skulls of lesser races and animals would allow him to control and command them to fight against Ruin and her horde. Uh, with limited success, he turned his attention to creating the Amulet of Dominion. With it, he was able to command Ruin's hordes to fight for him instead of against him. However, that wasn't even enough, so he hatched the plan to banish Ruin uh, after all attempts by the nations of Suel to face her in martial and magical combat. He was basically uh, the guy that got the band back together, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about where he was from before the Isle? Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, darn. Looks like we're going to have to go talk to uh, Steph. Yes. Steph. It doesn't say where he's from, but it says that he lived out his days at the Arcade Academy. That's the one place we know the amulet isn't. So, let's uh, get on a boat back for Carnley, I say. Yeah. Can we take maybe one more day before we go and do that stuff? I have some business to attend to in the tower. Yeah. Okay. It'll take you that long to get expelled anyway. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying to get expelled. We aren't? I mean, we're trying to, to yeah. I mean, we're trying to get out of the school, but we're not trying to get expelled because that would put like a bad image on to uh, what's her name that sponsored us in. Mm, kind of true. I'm sure she's had worse besides all for the sake of the amulet, right? I mean, we didn't even get the amulet, so I'm not trying to go back to her and be like, "Hey, we got the amulet. We were, we, 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 we were, we were stealing the amulet, you know." <laughs> sure, but we didn't get the amulet. That's that's a that's a bad thing. Number one, uh, and I'm not trying to go back and be like, "Hey, we just like uh, we just did some dumb shit and got expelled, so we can hurry back here." I don't I don't think that's gonna fly too well. Unless we want to start wandering around a quarter of Suel looking for some dwarf, I think we're gonna have to get some higher level arcane help. So it's settled. We will abandon our complete and fantastic disguise here and hope that we can find the Samuel. Yep. Well, were you planning on retiring here? No, no, we don't have the money for that. But <laughs> it would have been nice to uh, snap a couple of things, you know. Well, you know, maybe we could take advantage of our long, difficult planning to go ahead, plan a heist, maybe murder a drow, you know, for funsies on the way out. Why are you so concerned with murdering a drow? I feel like we shouldn't try to bring any more suspicion on ourselves than absolutely necessary. Okay, no murder. Well, okay. you you still got to either leave or get kicked out. I think Juliet's still wanting to get to uh, the spell books upstairs. So the risk reward on that is, you know, the reward, if you don't get caught, you, you got spell books. The risk is if you do get caught, you don't have the spell books, but that's the reason they're going to kick you out. Yep. That sounds See, win win, actually. That, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, we can just wait until you try and do your nabbing. All right, so what's right. the plan? Uh, well, I um, think that since it's probably going to be one of our last days here, uh, that th the next day I'm going to do some light pickpocketing. Okay. Well, if anyone wants to help Juliet, she's going to say that she's going to grab one of the more expensive and magic bound books something hopefully with all of the spells wouldn't that be fantastic that would be fantastic i'll help you with that all right Thank so you. 
Um, so it sounds like Talia is going to go pickpocketing, and uh, John and Juliet are headed to um, the magical library in the tower. Yep. All right. So since it's probably going to be uh, earlier in the day, uh, Talia, uh, how many people are you going to try to pickpocket? Like two. Okay. Give me a slide of hand check. With your mage hand. Nice. All right. So we're going to say that uh, the first uh, person you pickpocket is a human woman uh, in a fine gown. Um, you take your knife and get her purse. And apparently she had been out shopping earlier in the day. And inside you only find 20 gold pieces. How many? 20. Just making sure. So and now you have 4,020. Minus how much you spent. <laughs> oh yeah, did we go over your guys's heist in uh, as a group? I don't see why not. Okay, uh, I just don't remember like the actual conversation that we had. Basically, the plan is to walk in, take a spell, book, walk out. No, no, That's uh, what no. The, the heist that Talia and I. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, what I'm saying like I don't remember if we actually talked about that in person. I think we glossed over it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we glossed over. Okay. I think it was just, she was saying, hey, you know, we made some money, I got this cloak, and then John was telling you that uh, he found these uh, sending stones and yeah. told you how they worked. Magic walkie-talkies. All right, give me one more slot of hand check. Show on made potato salad. Shit. Um, so with the, uh, an eight, um, you try to cut this uh, uh, middle-aged uh, human's uh, purse and you go to cut it and you actually poke him. He looks down at you and sees what you're trying to do and starts yelling thief. Uh, Skill challenge. Yeah, give me a uh, either an athletics check or an acrobatics check. Okay, with 17, you are able to uh, dodge in and out of some people and um, you see him like uh, yelling for the guards and starting to like run towards you, but he's kind of portly and uh, he's having trouble getting through the crowd. Give me a stealth check. I'll give you advantage on it. All right, so that's a 21. So we're going to say that you're able to duck down through this alley and then duck down through another alley and get away. Um, I'll uh, head back to the the uh, thieves' den place um, and uh, ask to see the uh, mistress again. Okay, so uh, you walk in and uh, you see her at a table in the back of the place um, having a drink and, and talking to uh, two half-elves. I will um, walk up close-ish and uh, kind of cough and say, excuse me, mistress. She says, oh, Talia, Talia, you're back. And then uh, she uh, nods to the two halflings and says, uh, please excuse us. And they get up and leave. Um, I'm going to hand her four gold uh, for her cut in the pickpocketing and say, Mistress, I'm so sorry, but that lead didn't pan out. But um, this is my take from some pickpocketing earlier today. Uh, doesn't look like it was a good day. It wasn't. I've been having a terrible day. It's so sad to hear, dear. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, that was that was it. I mean, unless you heard anything about this cassock person. No, I actually asked around to a few people, and nobody really knows who this cassock is. 
Is is he a thief or a merchant? Do you, do you have any ideas? Um, well, I I thought he might be a thief that was operating on your turf, but I have no proof of that. If he's operating freelance in the city, he'll be taken care of. But I haven't heard of this Cassock person. If I happen to obtain proof that he operated on your turf and can give you proof that I took care of the problem, would there be a reward in it for me? Yeah, there would be a 25 gold bounty. It's what I'll I paid Fracas for bringing you in. You, you paid Fracas for bringing me in? Yes, you were operating as a freelancer in the city. Damn. Oh, that's ironic, because I paid her to bring me to you. <laughs> well, she seems to be a smart girl, isn't she? Much smarter than she appears. <laughs> Shade. Well, thank you, mistress. I think I will uh, grab a quick bite to eat and then head back to my hotel. Yes, dear, it's good seeing you again. Looking forward to your coin later. I look forward to obtaining it. Goodbye, dear. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, grab a quick bite of lunch um, at this pl- at the, the bar and then um, head back to the hotel room. Okay, so uh, you're getting lunch at the, the, the bar? Yeah. At this point, there's probably about 12 or 13 people in there. And then uh, you uh, overhear uh, someone uh, give me a perception check. <laughs> so with a seven, um, you're these two halflings, the, the ones that uh, you met earlier, Joe and his friend, they're in there. And uh, you hear you're picking up some bits and pieces of their conversation. But you hear something about the tower and a theft. Um, I will take my plate of food and see if I can join them. So uh, you walk over the table and Joe says, Ah, Talia, good to see you again. Come over and have a seat. How are you, Joe? I'm doing good. You know, working some leads, working the streets. You know how it is. Gotta do that hustle. I sure do. Uh, Have you heard anything good lately? Oh, yeah. You're not going to believe this. But there's a rumor going around that there was this theft at the Tower of Insight. They're not saying what it is, and it seems like they're keeping it hush-hush. But apparently it's got all the higher muckety-mucks up in the tower in a fit. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't think that place could be uh, stolen from. Well, you know, these mages can be kind of lax because, you know, they think they're all that with their magic, but... Seems like there's not really a lot of protections on that place. I mean, you look outside, there's no guards. Basically, anybody could walk in there. It does seem like they, they rely a lot on magic to protect what they have. Yep, it's going to come back to bite them in the ass, and apparently it has. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for the story. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Apparently it's got them all in a tizzy. But it sounds like they're keeping hush-hush about what was stolen. But it must have been pretty important. Must have. Um, so you have no idea what was stolen? No. It's just the rumor going around town that the governance in the tower is going in a tizzy over this. But it sounds weird. like they're trying to keep hush-hush about what was stolen. Well, uh, I think... I don't know. It, it must be it must be super powerful. If they're, if they're trying to keep it hush-hush, if it wasn't, then they wouldn't be so quiet about it, right? Either that or something in- incriminating. You know, they got their fingers in everybody's pies and the governments and kings around this planet. Of course they do. They're magic users. They think they're all 
high and mighty stupid mages. Stupid mages. Uh, I'll finish my lunch and then uh, say farewell and head back to the uh, back to the inn. Um, kind of hurry back to the inn, hoping to catch John and uh, Juliet. You're not going to say goodbye to Joe. I said I was going to say my farewells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at this time uh, everybody's back at the uh, the inn. Yep. Sure. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of uh, knock on everyone's door, try to get them all into one area. Okay, you do that. Um, and then I'm, I'm gonna, you know, say, guys, they, they know it was taken. What? That you, you took the magic items and stuff? No, they, they know that the thing, that the, the amulet was taken. What? For real? Yeah, uh, I just was down at the, where the thieves, uh, guild is, and, and they, uh, rumors going around is that they know. They know something was taken. Uh, I told you that, uh, it wouldn't have been enough. That amulet was disgusting. The, the point was to get us time to get out of there more than anything else. Well, now now what do we do? We're stuck here. They know. We make a move. They find us. We are not going to end up just being deported. Well, uh, they obviously haven't connected it to us, or we would all already be in a magical cell. So I think we're okay for the moment. And uh, as you say that, there's a knock on the door. Okay. I jump out the window. No. <laughs> Let's hide any incriminating evidence first, notes and such, and then we'll open the door. Talia was pretty careful about making sure we didn't write anything down. I think we're good. Okay. There comes another knock at the door, and this time it's a little bit louder. And I think that's where we're going to end it this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. The hammer gets you what they owe. Have you or a loved one who is a practitioner of the magical arts been injured by lead-based ink? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. I'm a wizard, and I need nimble fingers and a sharp mind. Lead ink took that from me. There was no warning of the side effects of lead on the bottle, and someone must be held responsible. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. That sounds like an old time. That sounds like a like a old time, ironic new hipster song. (laughs) Right. Played on banjo and ukulele. Oh, jeez. Ironically, not on On vinyl. Yeah, cats on the keyboard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a it's a pairing uh, album with cats in the cradle um is it your chair squeaking uh, 
that was my brother coming through the door. Is it is it really that loud? Uh, it was there for a second. I need to go yeah, that's, stand that's, near the door and talk with my mic. Jeez. Yeah, that's the. Uh, this is the line. You gotta kill your brother. Sorry, we have to bring it up like this. But I'm on fire. I can't. He's out of range right now. Uh, we can wait. Gas right. burning hands. It's got like 15 foot. Just get a spear and just throw it at him. <laughs> Every household at least has at least three spears at hand, right? Swords and daggers are, is the thing in my house. I throw cats. Yeah, I cats are that. deadly creatures. Bring your okay. chocolate. Wizards like chocolates. Do they? Probably. Juliet, verification. <sighs> sure. <laughs> okay. Where well, you're, you're a wizard. Do you like chocolate? Yeah, but I'm biased. <laughs> Hashtag confirmed. <laughs> Confirmation. Maybe go into the vault, steal something else super powerful. Oh, yeah, about the vault. I just thought about it for half a minute. So it's pretty much just a Warehouse 13 season of uh, wacky artifacts. <laughs> God damn it. Like Warehouse 13 is a good show, and I don't care what anyone says. Or the librarians, since it's more magic than sci-fi. Yeah, there's no Tesla gun down in here either. There's a wand of maybe. lightning, probably. Or or maybe it's more like the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Top <laughs> men. <laughs> the music you heard on this episode was Tempting Secrets, Crowd Hammer, Metaphysics, Serpentine Trek, Folk Round, The Snow Queen, Ghost Story, and Private Reflection by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. You can find that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.